let's clear out the trauma and the things that are actually, because that's all symptoms, right? And it's a symptom of women operating in the masculine, like a man, instead of actually being in the feminine and their radiance and their essence. Welcome to the Head to Heal podcast, where you'll go head over heels learning about how the body and the brain work together to either feed disease or fight it. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist and founder of The Mindful Clinic. With a background in nutrition, behavioral neuropsychology, and hypnosis, I'm going to walk you through the root cause of your symptoms and disordered behaviors. The body has an innate ability to heal. No one is destined for illness, and most, if not all, disorders can be reversed. Come with me as we develop a new understanding of how you can use your head to heal and truly thrive. Hi, everyone. It's Jordana, and you are listening to the Mindful Method podcast. I have such an exciting guest here with me today. We are going to be diving deep into the womb space, feminine energy, and just quite frankly, so much more that I probably can't even conceptualize. But I want to introduce you guys to Lauren. Lauren is has actually done a workshop with the ladies in my mindful method. And Lauren, you're going to be able to do your story and your bio much better than me. So I just want to hand it over and say thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so who am I? This is so funny and interesting. So I'm a mom um, and a wife, and my background is in energy healing as well as somatic trauma healing. I feel like I bridge the spiritual world with the physical aspects of healing trauma through the womb. So I really see like the womb as this gateway of alchemy and healing and really supporting women and connecting to their womb bodies, connecting to their pleasure and just their divine radiance that they can co-create and manifest the lives that they desire. I work with a lot of coaches, spiritual business owners. Um, and yeah, it's really fascinating to see when we do this work, like what shifts and ripples out in their life. Um, but yeah, essentially that's me. I live in Florida. I have a dog, a child, <laughs> all those things. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for um, kind of going into that. And I am going to obviously dive deeper into the womb stuff. Um, but if you don't mind sharing with my uh, community, how did you get here? Like, did you just wake up and you're like, I'm going to bridge the gap. Like, take me through that journey. No. Um, so it's interesting because I really do call myself a priestess and I feel like I've connected to this priestess path in many different ways. And when I always teach women who come into my world in this space, you know, the priestess is really a woman that is devoted to her spiritual connection as well as she's devoted to her body and devoted to, you know, a collective mission. So I kind of first felt this call to go into coaching when I was pregnant with my daughter in 2018, and I was in a really low point in life and I had already, and I dabbled in the health and wellness industry. And I knew I wanted to coach women, but I thought it was going to be like that world of health, wellness, you're going to hate this, but I was like very keto. And when I got pregnant with Elliot, I was so sick that first trimester. It was kind of 
a ripple of things. Like I was in training to be a flight attendant. I would say like I was probably in the best physical shape of my life. Um, and I would say, yeah, like I was pretty, I was healthy. I mean, I was small. I was healthy. I like, I checked all the boxes. I don't think I loved my body or loved myself. And I was like, I'm going to run a health and wellness coaching company and be a flight attendant and travel the world. And God, the universe was like, no, you're not about four weeks into flight attendant training with a pretty U.S. big U.S. carrier. I found out I was pregnant with my daughter and I couldn't eat keto. I only wanted carbs. So I gained weight quite quickly because it's such a shock to your system. And I didn't have the energy to go to the gym, which was, you know, my outlet. So I had to start to find these on their ways. And I picked up, I already had the book, but I started actually reading it and doing the practices. Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back. And um, at the time, my husband and I, we were living in Denver and we moved to Tampa. And I was just, I just told him, I was like, I want to stay home with our baby and I am going to start a coaching company. And it was really like coming in to kind of, it was edgy at the time, like stepping out of the spiritual closet, like no one was really doing it. Like now it's very trendy and everyone's spiritual with their crystals. But at the time it was like, there was a small little group of us that were, you know, like I would do my lives doing tarot card readings and like angel card readings and things like that. So I started my company when I was six months pregnant with Elliot and at the same time, I also, so like, this is the bridge with like the coaching aspect. And then, um, I decided to have Elliot out of hospital and like, that was a really big decision. Again, I didn't know any women that had had natural births. My mom had really traumatic C-sections and everyone in my circle, in my community, in my space, they've all had had hospital births. My close friends, many of them have had like really traumatic experiences in the hospital where, you know, baby was born, taken to NICU, all of these things. And I just looked at my husband. And I was just like, we're going to have a birth out of hospital. I actually nannied for this woman in Denver. It was the last family that I nannied for in Denver. And she had her second baby out of hospital, like a nine pound baby. And she was just like, you can do, like you can birth naturally all the things that they tell you. And she was so like holistic and natural. And she had all of these remedies for her daughters. And like, I just loved her so much. And so she really gave me like this courage and strength. And I actually went to a midwife in Denver, but it was like a very, like it was a nurse midwife. So it was very Western medicine based. And she was like, there's no way you can birth out of hospital. It just doesn't happen that way. And that was like, I'm just like, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. So when I came to Tampa, I found a beautiful midwifery and a support system. I hired a doula and I just, before I even had like the wisdom and like the knowing of this is, you know, the womb, this is the power of woman. I connected to that energy and I did, I birthed Elliot out of hospital, completely unnatural, no medications. I mean, I felt the whole thing and, um, it was a long labor and it was also like a really big spiritual experience. Cause I did have that point I had for about like, I would say like nine to 12 hours. Cause I was so in and out of consciousness. I had 
terrible back labor where Justin was like, it looked like Elliot was coming out of your back. So like I felt the experience of labor to its rawness and, but she came out and all I could visualize when I was prepping for this was her coming out and coming to my chest and she did. And um, so I think that gave me a template and in understanding that the medical system in the birth industry is very much laid out in a way to disempower women. And I had opted out of that. So then a lot of my parenting and my mothering has been opting out of what people say we should do and how we should raise her and um, opting out essentially of the medical system. So, but a year like into, so I was working with clients it was very surface level. And I realized that I had codependency with coaches. I had worked with a priestess and I was like, so into, I was like, what is a priestess? It sounded like so sexy and mystical. I was like, what is this? And, um, it, it was a big wounding and, you know, I went into a coaching relationship and I left very fragmented and confused and just realizing I had given my power away and I was disappointed and angry. And, um, I had another experience with the male shaman that was like very similar of like wanting to take my power from me. And I just, I hopped on a call with one of my girlfriends that I had known for a while. And she was just like, I was just like, I need to learn how to trust myself. I am at this point where I know I'm here to do this work. I feel like I can only take my clients so far. I need to learn how to trust myself. And I had a breathwork session with her that day because she was getting her certification for breathwork. And I actually had an orgasm during the breathwork experience. It was like my whole yoni lit up, was vibrating. My Shakti came alive. And I was just like, this is so fascinating. So like, it was like, the yoni was calling me, the womb was calling me and all of these things. So I ended up getting Reiki attuned. And in that mentorship, I began to activate my spiritual gifts and realized I was an open channel and all of that. And then at the same time, I started getting my certification for somatic trauma healing. So understanding the inner child in the body and how trauma shows up in the body and doing a lot of healing within myself. So I think I, I also got like, Akashic record certification. So I was like, I was getting like all of this knowledge and wisdom. And I essentially was like, okay, I'm going to like kind of bridge this all, but it was a bit fragmented until I stepped into the womb work. And then when I stepped into the womb work, I think that was my big initiation into the priestess path and realizing that a woman's consciousness and her power comes from the womb. And it comes from the womb because whether we choose it or not, we have a divine innate ability to birth life into this world. And if we can birth life into this world, then we can birth whatever it is that we desire. But the thing is, is that we have systems and trauma and conditioning that's keeping us disconnected from this innate power. So because I so saw so many shifts within my life, within my business, my connection to my body, how I met like everything started shifting. I was just like, this is what I'm meant to teach women. So I went all in and that's what I do now is, you know, I support, I have a mystery school 
that teaches this work to women. I have, you know, a business mastermind that is more feminine led. So like all of my work right now is essentially teaching women to trust themselves and to come back into their womb bodies and to create from that space. Because I think so many women have lost their power and have given it away. And it's because they're disconnected from that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was just like such a perfect explanation. And I really love seeing people's like timeline that gets them to where they are. Cause I just think it's such an important part of understanding, um, the perspective that you come from. So thank you so much for taking us through that. I applaud you. Like, I know it's not even in an authority way, but like having a natural birth is something that is not easy. Like I, I did a couple of hours of contractions and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No medication. And then I was just like, give me the med, <laughs> like give me the meds immediately. It's very difficult. So, um, yeah. And so there's a couple of, a couple of different ways that I want to go here. So the first thing I really want to help my community understand, and also myself is, can you please talk a little bit more about the, like you said, you know, women can be able to birth anything because we have the womb. And can you just talk a little bit about how the womb space is able to do this and how it's related to the universe and and all of these types of, um, yeah, like, why is it powerful, I guess? Well, no life is conceived out of the womb. So if we look at it from that perspective, if no life is conceived out of the womb, then how can we not think that the womb isn't the most powerful resource to create? If we're looking at our chakras and, you know, the sacral energy of the chakra, that is our creative expression and our co-creative energy. So we're connecting to that energy. So when I talk about the womb, because there might be women listening to this where they, you know, for whatever reason, don't have a physical womb, whether they've had an hysterectomy or, um, you know, whatever the reason is, there's an energetic template of the womb that lives within the feminine body. So that's what I'm speaking to. And the womb within itself is the uterus. It's the, it's, you know, the vulva, the ovaries, that whole region is what I'm speaking to physically when it comes to the womb. Um, When I talk about the energetic template of the womb, we kind of have to like scope out a little bit and realize that the universe within itself is womb energy, it's womb consciousness. And that's what we're connecting to. So everything's birth of the universe. And before there's life, it's just like this dark void, you know? So if you look at a black hole, it actually directly represents a cervix. So if you were to look at your own cervix with a microscope, you would see the black dark hole, the opening, it's the same exact structure and physicality of a black hole. And a black hole is endless possibilities. We actually don't know what's on the other side of the black hole. You don't know if you go into another dimension, into another world, right? So it's like, that's what we're connecting to is this universal consciousness of creation that has this template of birthing life. And we have to have that masculine light and that penetration come in to actually have life be birthed. But a baby 
it takes nine months for a baby to gestate within a womb space. So during that nine months, that baby only knows darkness and it only knows the void. It only knows the unknown. And that's essentially why it's called the feminine mystery and the mysteries of the womb is because we're tapping into like this energetic essence in this template of like, there's so much mystery that we can't grasp onto. And that's the feminine within itself is this energetic essence of feeling and sensation and like knowing that doesn't make logical sense, but knowing of the body, right? So all of that, you know, that co-creative energy, it's just, it's housed right there. Like there's no way to deny it. And I just, I mean, we can, there, I'm sure there's other ways like science right now is trying to essentially extract from the womb and they're trying to have babies made outside of the womb, which I think is so dangerous because it takes out this organic template that women have had for centuries since life. Um, and it's so fascinating. So I was raised Catholic. So I, I teach a lot about the mysteries of Mary Magdalene. And what's so fascinating is, and I had forgotten this, but I went to a wedding two weekends ago and it was in a Greek Orthodox church and it was like very traditional. And I'm looking around for Mary Magdalene. That's another like interesting thing. So I'm looking around for Mary Magdalene, like, okay, she's not here. I did finally see her, but wow, did she not, she was not represented well. And I, I, I overheard the priest because they kind of, they sing in Greek most of the time or they're like, but then they have the translation in English. And he said that God decided that man needed a woman. So he took the rib of Adam and created woman. And I'm thinking to myself, how was man created from anything other than a womb? We're told this story that women are simply a means to an end to serve men and we're essentially taken from the rib of man to, you know, be of service. And it's like, this is how far back this distortion goes of this innate power that women hold to birth and create life Mm -hmm. and to birth and create our, our realities and what we desire, you know, so like really deep like if you actually go into the history of gynecology and we touched on this on the workshop if you go into the history of like because the question that so many women will ask is like why don't we know this why are we so disconnected from this power and I always say well it's by design because if women actually knew their power then the whole patriarchal system that has told women that they're less than that their bodies you know, need to be fixed, like, you know, the beauty and the health industry, those are multi-billion dollar industries that profit off of women's insecurities and their constant need to fix themselves. So if we're like, if you want to go deep, it's because when a woman knows this, she's unstoppable. Like she's just a force and not like with, and when I talk about feminine power, I'm not talking about like dominating, controlling, like that's the opposite. The thing is, is that when we're connected to our feminine, it is like this soft essence that comes alive. And that's, what's terrifying because the whole world would shift 
because the feminine isn't about control. She's about understanding and nurturance and compassion and love. So we essentially, when we do this work for ourselves, it's like we begin to shift out of this masculine paradigm and like these, this need to hustle, to control, to you know, know things and have the logical mind like dominate our lives, which is probably what you see in your work, women being led to burnout, anxiety, depression, lack of sleep, low magnesium, gut issues, fertility issues, PCOS, endometriosis, all of these things. I mean, I see it in my work as well as like women come to me, they're like, I have no libido. I was diagnosed with PCOS. My gynecologist is telling me I need to have a hysterectomy. And I'm like, okay, let's just be with the body for a little bit. Let's be with the womb, obviously have nourishment and nutrition and support, but let's clear out the trauma and the things that are actually, cause that's all symptoms, right? And it's a symptom of women operating in the masculine, like a man, instead of actually being in the feminine and their radiance and their essence. Yeah. So that was kind of a answer to my question (laughs) literally like if I can dissect that entire answer and we can be here for literally hours so let me just figure out where I want to go from there okay so the first thing that I want to say is I can't tell you how um closely related this is to just even a conversation I had with my client an hour ago but like Mm -hmm. just so much of my work and how like healing my relationship to food and healing my relationship to the body really, I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know it was like masculine versus feminine or control or whatever. But what I did know was that the more I tried to control my diet, the more I tried to say like, Oh, only 80 calories of this, only 90 grams of protein. Like the the more I suffered, right. The more it's like you lose weight and you're like, yes, it works. But then that's not sustainable because like, you're not actually tapping into what the body really needs. Right. Like you're not like you're, you're not, we're not robots. We can't just follow a meal plan and like call like, and so really so much of my work is like, is understanding and helping people understand. Like, it's not logical. I'm not telling you that like eating four cookies is logical to lose weight, but if the body is desiring it and the body wants to be healthy and we can tap into that and we can like, let go of the logic and really just like set into the actual like feeling of what's going on. Like there's innate wisdom there. And it's, it's really hard to communicate that idea. Um, especially in a way that the masses are going to understand. And this was my point, because here's the thing, like in the call that I had earlier, my client was like, but this doesn't make sense. Like, and I'm like the way that the logic that you're thinking for sure is what 98% of the people on this planet believe. And if we want to be like 98% of the people, then we just follow the herd. Right. But if you want to be different, you have to think differently. And, and the, the comment that you made about how if we all just knew how powerful we we were, like literally everything would collapse. I was raised Catholic as well. And when I started learning about like indigenous cultures, like they really, they, they really believe in that, like feminine mother earth, like everything is very connected that way. And then when colonization came in and they were just like, no, we're going to do it this way. And it's going to be about the patriarchy. Like that entire system fell apart. But what we're not recognizing is that entire system not only worked for everybody in the system because nobody had to earn their meals. Like they, everybody worked together and it was very cohesive and it's just, but what wasn't, what didn't exist was this hierarchy. And so if we're going to go back into the feminine, we have to let go of the hierarchy. And I think that that's where like we get into the deep end of that's why this will never like work for the masses or why it will never happen. 
Yeah. And I think like, so this is like the collective, like I do feel like I'm a firm believer, like 2020 was such a pivotal year because I feel like a lot of people woke up to what is actually happening, the template of the world, whether they call it the patriarchy. And this is not to like, when I say the patriarchy, I'm talking about the systems at play that essentially have forgotten the mother. And when we forget the mother and we don't hold mother at the center of society, at the center of the home, we lose the feminine because the mother is a template of life. She's the template of nurturing. So exactly that. We have these patriarchal systems that have forgotten the mother by design because, you know, for whatever reason, it's like, it's easier to control women that are confused and it's easier to control women that are lost. And that's why I stepped into this work unknowingly as I realized on such a micro level that I was being manipulated and I was being put in situations where I was left confused and lost and searching and needing validation and feeling like I wasn't enough. And I knew there was something deep within my body. It wasn't logical. There was something deep within my body that was like, this has to shift because everything was falling apart because of that. So I think collectively, and like the way that I see it is like, when one woman is suffering, we feel that as women, like there's, I see it almost as like a web of our womb energies of, you know, it's like, we're just like, like you and I were just connected. We're entwined. It's probably why you landed on my YouTube video and reached out and had me on the workshop. And now we're doing podcasts together. And like, we're creating this relationship, you know, because that's how the womb works. That's how women work is, you know, we are, we're just so divinely connected. But again, like even that, like the sister wounding shows up so much where, I grew up watching shows and probably you were like, girls were supposed to hate each other. And there was a mean girl and a nerdy girl and they couldn't be friends. And it was, you know, fighting over the boys and like all of this stuff and like judging each other. So it's like, all of that is by design for this very reason, because the patriarchy has chosen, just like it chose to take Mary Magdalene out of the gospels. It chose to take that sacred union out of the gospels. It has chosen to take the feminine out. And even, even the story of mother Mary and like, this is, you know, this, I, I just kind of always bring it back to this because it's probably one of the most used text is the Bible. And it's laid such a foundation and a template for how the world is operating right now. And with the crusades and colonization, like the template was Christianity. That's what they were pushing on people. So it's interesting to look back, but even the story of mother Mary is like, no one talks about the fact that mother Mary went to Egypt to study with ISIS during her gestation with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And no one talks about the fact that she actually was a priestess of ISIS. Mary Magdalene was a priestess of ISIS. And that priestess lineage is what's coming back right now to essentially save the world and heal the collective so that the feminine can come through again. I know this sounds like so wild and big. And for those of you that are like, what the fuck is she talking about? I have a few books she can read, but it's also like this deep knowing of like, and it's why so many women are like, it never resonated with me. Like the church never resonated with me. The story never resonated with me. I was young and I was questioning why women couldn't serve in mass or why women couldn't be 
creature or like all of these things. And it's like, we don't, we don't have that. We weren't taught that story for a reason. Right. So like the story of mother Mary is like, she initiated so much that she was able to receive immaculate conception and she was able to receive that divine light in such a beautiful way. But we're told a story like she was pure because she was a virgin and she was holy. And Mary Magdalene was a whore because she, but she wasn't. That's like a whole other thing. Like we got to go, you got to go deep. But it's like, okay, so that's the story that we're told with our bodies. Cause I teach a lot about like pleasure and which is connected to the womb energy is like, we're told our bodies are sinful as women. We're told not to touch our bodies, not to explore our bodies, you know, to just be like these pure little good girls. And again, it's disrupting the fact that women are actually designed for pleasure. We are made for pleasure. We are made for exploration and expression and our sensuality. And when that comes alive, again, it's terrifying for the system because we use our voices, we set boundaries, we know ourselves, right? So it like unravels this whole thing. But I think collectively it's on a very micro scale right now, it's shifting. I think it's why it's so important for women to do this work in this way, because it creates this ripple in the interweaving of women all around the world globally. You know, it's like, like when Iran, when the women were protesting in Iran, there were so many women that could feel that, you know, it's like when we hear of women suffering and women dying, it's like, we can feel that on such a visceral level. And there's a reason why, because we all come from the cosmic womb. We all come from the earth womb. We're all daughters of the womb of the earth mother, you know? So yeah, it's, yeah, I, I also agree because it, I think I said this when we first met, but if we were having this conversation a, even a year ago, I would be like, what is she saying? But now yeah, I'm we'll probably are like, and no, I think, go ahead. I think like, like this conversation and I can't delete my message. And we've talked about this. Like, yeah. I can't delete my message because first of all, that wouldn't be authentic to me and my expression and my work, but this message is going to land for for women that are ready to hear it. And maybe you re-listen to this a year from now and you're like, oh, it clicked. Cause I used to listen to so many things and be like, these people are crazy. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it all makes sense. Like this makes so much sense, you know? <laughs> so let whatever lands, whatever resonates with you land, you don't have to grasp it all. This isn't about grasping it or knowing it all. It's just like, just let your body kind of speak and notice the sensations that are coming alive in your body and notice if there is resistance, if there's like, you know, my God, right? Like notice that. Cause to me, it's always an invitation to go a little bit deeper, you know? Hi babes, I am so excited to talk to you about my signature program, The Mindful Method. This is the exact same method that I have been using with hundreds of successful clients to help you heal your relationship to food, to increase confidence and to lose weight without dieting or killing yourself at the gym. If you're sick of not feeling like your best self, if you're sick of promising yourself that you'll start again on Monday, if you're sick of going on restrictive diets only to gain back the weight, I can tell you right now that if you gained it back, it did not work. You know what's healthy and what's not. You do. You just continue to choose the unhealthy option anyways. And a meal plan will not solve this issue. There is no amount of restriction or discipline or willpower that is going to stop you from self-sabotaging. 
The body follows the mind. Imagine a life where you don't have to think about what you can or can't eat. Imagine a life where you feel confident in all of your clothes, where every day and every way your body rebalances and you lose all of the weight so you find the truest, healthiest version of yourself. Imagine never having to start again on Monday. This is what happens when you focus on transforming the brain so weight loss is effortless. The body follows the mind and it's time you actually get to the root cause of your issue. If you are ready to transform and find the truest, healthiest version of you without letting go of your favorite foods, I invite you to fill out the application in my bio. And if you're a good fit, we'll be in touch soon. Back to regular programming. Okay, perfect. So we talked about kind of like just the general energy narrative that we've had for a very long time. That's kind of created this disconnection between women and their wombs. But other than that, what are some of the other, we'll say traumas that women can experience that make them disconnect from their womb energy? So I think the one that most women are going to think of is sexual trauma. I think women think that's like, it's either sexual trauma or it's nothing. And um, that's actually a lie. Sexual trauma is one of the traumas that is stored within our womb space. Um, But epigenetics will show us that we carry seven generations worth of trauma on our mother's lineage in our womb. So we're looking at generational trauma and those are stories and experiences anytime So trauma is really any time a need wasn't met. So a lot of the wounding that's in the womb is oftentimes emotional trauma, and it's a dismissal of emotional needs. So looking at, you know, this might hit with some women, but having a partner that doesn't love and receive you or recognize you or celebrate you having a father that wasn't emotionally available for you, being told to stop crying, being told you're too loud, being told, you know, you're too express, being told you're shy, like all of these stories of who you are as woman is stored in the womb space. So usually our emotions, and that's that sacral energy, our emotions are stored within our womb. One book that I really love is called Eastern Body, Western Mind, and it actually breaks down the psychological connection between the chakras and an understanding of, you know, the energy that's stored. So within the sacral, in that book, it talks about how guilt is the shadow energy that's stored within the womb space. And the sacral within itself, so this wound energy really starts to come online between the ages of like um, like six months to 18 months. Mm-hmm. And this is usually when babies start to explore the world around them. And a lot of times they're met with no. So you're opening the cabinet, you're wanting to play with pots and pans, you're told no, you know, whatever, right? So we're kind of met with no often, but the, the light aspect of this energy is exploration and ex, in expression. And expression goes into the throat. We can maybe go into the throat a little bit later. But we are essentially told as women from really, really young ages, when we're little girls from, you know, when we're just babies, don't explore, right? And then as we get older, we're told, don't touch your body, 
cover up. Don't look at yourself. We're told don't cry. Don't be too emotional. Don't be too self-expressed. Don't be too vocal. Don't be too loud. Don't be too abrasive, right? All of these things. Don't be too confident because then, you know, you're a bitch or whatever it is. So we're kind of like all of that is what's actually stored within the womb space. That's what I see a lot of is a lot of women that have self-abandon in order to make themselves feel safe, whether in family dynamics and relationships or just in society as a whole, they've self-abandoned their truth in order to fit into these boxes. And I think that that's probably where you see the symptoms in your work show up with emotional eating, all of these things. Cause they're like, I don't know myself. I don't know my body anymore. So our bodies are designed for safety. So our bodies will kind of do whatever we need to do to make ourselves feel safe. And it's this illusion of safety that if I can just like shape shift and become this other woman, then uh, I'll feel safe and enough, but we abandon ourselves and, you know, we're left feeling lost and unwhole. That was such a good explanation. And I'm literally like on Amazon ordering the Eastern body, the Western mind. Um, But it's so important, I think, for people to hear this because you're right. I think that even when I was exploring trauma, you know, you, you think, well, nothing really that big ever happened to me, but I work with a lot of people that have had sexual trauma. And I work with a lot of people whose their trauma was their, they had overly critical parents. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, it really is this self-abandonment piece. And as long as we are abandoning yourself we're just kind of like dimming our own light and then so interesting that it gets stored in the womb because there are so many like I'm going to use the word disorders but it's just like a combination of symptoms of like that womb trying to speak to you for so long that we just listen and we don't know how to solve it right like I can think of my first experience um like masturbating not not even my first but you know I actually I'm going to be super vulnerable but I uh was really young before I even knew what masturbation was like had no I had no idea at what I was doing and I I was on vacation with my parents and I remember I was naked um and it was just my mom in the room my dad was gone and I was naked and I was just like touching around down there like I wasn't like doing anything I was just touching and my mom fucking lost her mind like freaked out she took my favorite thing ever she threw it off the 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 cruise ship and I was so confused because I didn't know what I was doing and so it wasn't until years and years later when I started to explore masturbation in the quiet of my own room with my door locked feeling like shameful about it that I was like oh that's what she thought I was doing and it was just such a confusing moment for me because not only did she get very angry with me, but I also like, she also took my favorite thing ever and threw it off a cruise ship. So I was just like, oh my God, like, what have I done? And yeah. I think it really stayed with me, you know? It's so interesting because young girl, like Elliot, she's five, but I mean, she's, it's just exploration, you know, like I, like her and I, her, her dad and I, like we've talked about it. And obviously like Elliot was saying Yoni when she was like six months old. And like, I just have been not like encouraging cause she's way too young for that, but it's safe. I've just, I've always set that template of like, it's safe for you to explore your body. And it's also quite natural for young girls. Like it's this thing and it has holes and flaps and, you know, and whatever. So you know, I, that's one thing I really try to cultivate with her is like in a safe space, no one around, you can explore, 
you know, it just like there's boundaries and guidelines to it, but there's never shame associated to it. It's your body. Like you're going to explore your body, but that's like, I've so many, so many women. I mean, I literally started masturbating. I thought like God was going to come down with, you know, lightning bolts and just strike me down. It was, you know, and I'm just like, what is happening? But it also, it did, it created a lot of shame. And then it created a really unhealthy sexual expression in my teens, my early twenties, where I didn't respect my body, you know? So it's fascinating, but yeah, that is a little bit of a drama. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but this is that is like, and I always tell women too is like, because women will come in, and a lot of women now, I have a lot of coaches and healers that come in and they learn from me now because they want to be able to guide their clients through this work and the way that I facilitate it. So, um, like I had a client come in just a few weeks ago and she was like, yeah, this client has like massive trauma, massive sexual trauma from a young age. I don't know how to deal with it. And I was just like, it is the same energy stored in your body as someone that would have just emotional trauma that you're like, okay, they were just dismissed. It's like, we want to rationalize that in our mind. And we want to be like, and this doesn't dismiss their experience or you know, it, it validates their experience, but the body doesn't know the difference. And like, that's the thing is you may think you don't have trauma, but it's like any instance that you just, your needs weren't met, that's a trauma on the body and the body's going to store that and remember it. And if you just stuff it down and you have to think the womb is this dark vortex. So where is all the trauma going to go? It's going to go into the darkest spot of the body. So like, that's, it's just, we just stuff it down. We just stuff it down. We just stuff it down. We say, we're okay. We hustle. We do the things. It's just like, you know, it's like the womb's going to start speaking. And most women don't start listening to the womb until we have all these symptoms come up and, you know, we have painful period. It's just the, the list of symptoms is like wild to me, like what I've seen with women, but it's also wild to me when they start to do this work, especially the somatic work. And they actually just start to attune to their bodies again and release that fascia and the tension within their yonis, like how like their period shift, fertility comes back. Like it's fascinating to me. I'm just like, this is the energetic template of the womb that doesn't make logical sense. Like if I were to go to a gynecologist or a doctor, they would be like, you're crazy. This doesn't work. I'm just like, nope, I have hundreds of case studies of how this works for women, you know? Okay. So I'm going to shift a little bit. I know that, and I've heard, I know very little about womb work, um, but I heard, especially in the past couple of months, like as I've been diving deeper that, you know, we can manifest with our wombs and like, and this is the place, like you just said, like we're creating that space, whatever. And so I did one Yoni steam, the first Yoni steam I've ever done. And the next day I had like the biggest sales day. I manifested something so crazy. And I was like, whoa, this like literally does work. Um, But I mean, I understand it's also not so like, oh, you do a Yoni steam and you make a million dollars. So you could just speak to a little bit um, how we can kind of use this like womb energy or Yoni in order to um, receive or create the life that we desire. Okay. So to receive the reason, like why the Yoni seem probably worked, you probably did a lot of work to set up the stage for the manifestation, right? Yeah. Oh, Before yeah. it actually came in. <laughs> yeah. But what the Yoni steam does is it, it opens 
the yoni and it releases any of the gunk and the tension, you know, during that process, during the steam, it's very gentle. So that's exactly what happens when we do womb work is we're essentially going in through really gentle practices. And I think that this is like where it kind of blows women away of like, it's so gentle and soft, but we go in with really gentle practices. And what it does is it softens the body so that we can receive because a lot, I mean, if you look at any, any books on manifestation, the law of attraction, the biggest thing that they say is you have to surrender and trust. Well, it's really hard to surrender and trust when you're trying to control the outcome. So that's where that connection comes in. Is like, we soften ourselves enough and we release any tension and the tension comes from the trauma. We release that trauma somatically and we open ourselves up to receiving. And it's that simple, like really that's all it is, you know? And that's why then we can go into like the orgasmic manifestation practices and, you know, like the fun stuff, but it's like, we have to kind of release the things first, soften the body so that you can be in this receptive energy. And orgasmic manifestation is just that, is you're connecting to the energetic flow of the cosmos of the universe. And, you know, you're allowing yourself to fully receive the ecstasy of your body the ecstasy of your hands on your pussy and you're opening yourself up to your desires and that's why it can come in here's the deal if you're going to do it and like have an expectation be like this is how I'm gonna make it's not gonna work (laughs) it's not gonna work like it really has to come from a space of pleasure okay so I want a red Chanel bag like how am I how is this working with the orgasm? Like, am I orgasming thinking about the Chanel bag? Am I being in the free? Like, t- I just, I want to know more. Yeah. So the way, so I'm like a really visual um, manifester. So like for me, I get into the space of like really softening into my heart, really softening into my body. Before I do orgasmic manifestation, I usually start with breast massage, just like really set the stage and open up my heart and kind of like activate this turn on. And then as I'm like dropping down and spiraling into my yoni, um, I always spend time in my womb. And like, this is the thing is when you spend time in your womb, you get a lot of clarity. So I, I connect to the womb and I just ask her like, what is it? Like, what's the truth about the red Chanel bag? Like, what is the desire behind it? You just want to like show up to a party and have it hot mom moment. Like, what is that? Right. And it's just like, how do you, like, you start to like connect to the feeling of it and just like visualizing yourself with it and ex- like really getting into like the full sensations because the feminine loves sensation. She's like, I want to like, like if I'm manifesting money, it's like, what, I, what am I going to taste? What am I going to feel? What am I going to experience? Right. So it's like all of those things with a red Chanel bag. And then you go into the yoni and you begin the buildup of it, right? Of it, like, and you feel it. And I have a breath work that I teach my women called the micro cosmic orbit breath. And it's like, you almost like suck the, um, the energy from the earth, from the yoni up through the heart. And like, you just allow yourself to like surrender and express and it's like all the juices come alive. And then you have your orgasmic experience like that heightened. And then you just let it go. You just let it go. Wow. You just, what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just let you release it and you trust and you don't think about it. 
Yeah. And see what happens. Because yeah, I think they- that's where we get stuck is like, then we're like, where is it? Where, when is it coming? You know, and it's like, you just got to release it, you know? It's the same, even in my world, working with my clients and weight loss, like the exact client I was talking to earlier, she was like, but I just don't like, you know, I'm doing the things and like, where is it? Where is it? I'm like, but that's like when it's not going to come through because first of all, I was thinking way too much about it for holding on to it. Like we just got to like, let go and release. Um, And I think that especially just with the way that most people are conditioned that, and this is how I feel. I'll speak for myself, actually, honestly if I'm not thinking about it, if I'm not working towards it, then it feels like I'm lazy. I'm not doing anything about it that I'm not like, I'm not pushing for the things that I want. And so then it's like, well, how, like, is it just going to show up on my doorstep? But I think, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so it's really hard to decipher, like when you're in this space, like how, when are you being, when are you procrastinating and being like lazy versus like being in your feminine energy or like, maybe that is the feminine energy. Yeah. Well, no, the, fe- so like, this is like such a misconception. I get like so annoyed by this, honestly, because <laughs> the feminine is not passive. Like she's just not like sitting around eating grapes and like uh, wishing life to come to her. Like the thing about the feminine energy, and this is what I love so much about this work is like your channel opens. So you get like a divine inspiration and like a divine hit to, I don't know, like go, go on a walk. And then on your walk, you get this download to go do something else or write a piece of content. And then that piece of content calls in your next client. And like that, that's how it works, you know? So it's like the feminine is in flow. She's not passive, but she's in flow and she's also active. Like she's moving, she's dancing with whatever divine inspiration comes her way. So that's the difference, but she's not doing anything with an expectation of an outcome. I think that that's where people get like really tripped up. So it's like, you're not eating a salad, you know, hopefully a high protein salad, but you're not like eating a salad and like, I'm going to lose five pounds today. It's like, no, you're eating a salad because it tastes good and you're going slow because you like to chew your food and enjoy it and taste it. And the right, it's like, there's a, you're making bone broth because you like the warmth and having it, you know, I've been loving by the way, bone broth cacao. It is so it's like hot cocoa. It is so good. There's a, a vendor here. She's only in Canada though. She's going to be shipping to the States soon, but we, she came and um, sponsored my event and everybody in the event became obsessed with her. Like, and it's all I can have now. And it's like not an inexpensive like cup of cocoa, but I'm just like, I don't even care. Take all of my money. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. I've been drinking it every night and I'm just like, this is so good. So like, that's the feminine of like, that's being in the flow. But I think that there's a misconception that like the feminine is just like waiting around and no, like things are going to come in that way. You know, like you have to allow the divine inspiration to come in and the universe responds to action. So it's like, what is the action? But the action is often never forcing or hustling or, you know, like trying to like control your way through. It's like, okay, I've set the intention. I have clarity of what I desire. And now I'm going to, you know, say to God source, allow divine inspiration to come in. I'm an open vessel for that. And then I'll move from that space. You know, it's like birth, like birth isn't passive, but it's like one of the most feminine things we can do. You know, it's wild, it's loud, it's primal, it's chaotic, it's bloody, it's 
not, you know, yeah, central feminine, (laughs) you know, yeah. So, okay. Well, this has been, I could talk to you forever, like truly. Maybe if you can leave us with, if like, if somebody wanted to starting from zero, I mean, I don't know if we're starting from zero, but like has no experience in this, like what is one thing that they can start today, tomorrow that can help them reestablish this relationship? Just put your hands on your womb. Just close your eyes for a few moments every day and just place your hands on your womb and just listen. That's all she wants. Like, that's what's so fascinating is she just desires connection. Every time I take women into a practice like that and on my podcast, they have a guided womb visualization and like the women are just like, she just wants connection. I'm like, yeah, what does the feminine crave more than anything? Connection and love and support. And it's like, we're craving that ourselves, but we're we're dismissing that desire within ourselves like we're not even willing to give that to ourselves you know but we're wanting all of these external things to be that for us instead of actually like just taking the time and she's so forgiving and self the womb is self-healing which is like the most fascinating thing ever it's like she desires to heal we just have to create this space for her to do so so that's it that's as simple as it is it's just begin to place your hands on her, I have to share this. I had a woman, I did a podcast with her and she was interviewing me and she, I love this so much. She sent me a voice memo like a month later and she's like, Lauren, I just had my bleed and I took the time and I connected to my womb and it was the easiest bleed. It was so great. I feel so connected and so clear. And I'm like, yep, that's how simple it gets to be, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. It's Yeah. It's, um, it seems very profound, but when you really break it down, it's like, but of course your body and your intention and your energy and your mind are all connected. It's like, well, duh, (laughs) you know, like what else is creating painful periods? Like it's not person outside of you. It's like, it's this, this is like what we have. So, um, yeah, that's incredible. And then you just mentioned that you said you have like a guided um, womb thing on your podcast. Tell me what your podcast is called. It's called the Womb Wealth and Wellness Podcast. And I think you're coming on next month, which is going to be exciting. Yeah. Yay. Okay. And then um, if you could just tell my whole audience where to find you, because I'm sure everyone will be hopping on the bandwagon. Yeah. Okay. So I hang out mostly on Instagram and I am Lauren Megan and I have the podcast and that's really where you can find like all my offers and anything that's coming through. Yeah. Yeah. We'll link everything up. Um, I'm definitely an Instagram person too. So, but some people yeah. are like exclusively on TikTok. So we just want to know like where, where we're going to find you. Yeah. TikTok you know? yet. I don't know. I've tried a few times. I'm like, I don't know if it's my vibe. Yeah. I like Instagram. Yeah. Same. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say thank you so much. This was a very informative conversation for me too. And I'm just, I'm so excited about the work you're doing and I can't wait to follow your story and chat more, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you, babe. And thank you everyone that is listening. Yeah. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, don't forget to like, and subscribe, and we'll see you back on another episode of the Mindful Method. Bye.